0: Hey, I know, I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan!
1: Hello, everyone, welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and whatever else comes to our minds. Just a quick reminder, we are an E4 Explicit Podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex.
2: Oh, you always switch it up when I least expect it.
1: Gotta keep you on your toes.
2: Yes. I hope everybody is doing well and that everybody had a good holiday season.
1: That's right. This is our first... I know this isn't going to come out on time, but this is our first recording post-Christmas the holidays happened yay Yay. what's up with how are you austin (laughs) and our other co-host austin how are you austin i'm doing well how are you jacob that's a different tone did something happen over the holidays to make you feel a little better that's pretty nice
0: oh do i seem nicer than usual no no that was just very jovial of you (laughs) like oh was was it i thought i sounded very like like quiet and very reserved
2: did your heart grow three sizes over the holidays
0: No, but we did have a home intruder who stole our Christmas tree.
2: Oh, okay.
0: What? Okay. um, That that was a joke. That was a joke. Oh, okay. I was about to say... He
2: was was talking about the Grinch. The Grinch goes and steals the tree.
0: No, then he returned the tree and he cut our our roast beef dinner, so it was fine. Yes. No one ever talks about his ability to
1: steal dreams, either. Like, the little kids are dreaming and he just snags their, like, subconscious thoughts out of
0: their heads. I mean, let's be real. Let's be real. The real world does have the ability to steal the dreams of children so it's not that impressive oh okay yeah i guess you're right
2: merry christmas everyone
0: (laughs) it doesn't matter today's january Woo! that's right well as of
2: the time that this episode comes out it will be january but as of right this moment it's still december
1: and i figured for our like week talk segment this week we kind of just maybe go over what we got for christmas and maybe share doing what we've been doing with our christmas gifts if someone wants to kick it off first uh, I will kick it
0: off to Jacob Jacob what'd you get for Christmas
1: okay I'm gonna pass it off to Al- no okay uh, oh I got <laughs> I got um I got two vidgie games I got a uh, WarioWare get it together which is super fun I've never played these games before I have no idea what's going
0: on I'm on the
1: learning curve. some of the characters mm-hmm. really suck and some of the characters are really good that's what I can say
0: this one is different normally the characters are not like in the games like that okay so what's it usually like I mean, it's the same th- thing where you're, like, kind of thrown in there and you got to figure it out within seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it's not like you're interacting with the things on the screen. It's like you press, like, A or you got to move back and forth or stuff like that. So the warrior WarioWare characters being in there is different. Okay, because this is more
1: like you're kind of just given a character at random. And then, like, you have to use their ability to complete the task. And the task doesn't really change based on the character. Mm-hmm. So it could be, like, a character's weakness, but you still have to like make it work and there's a lot of like moving stuff to complete the task it didn't like just press a and you're done kind mm. of thing so it's, it's pretty hard for me especially for the first one um but i'll keep chugging away at it and give updates if if needed and then the other video game i got is i got shining pearl i actually went dove pearl into gang.
2: represent <laughs>
1: yep pearl baby Dove into and actually got the Pokemon game, even <laughs> though I'm saying I wasn't for the past three months. <laughs> See, <laughs> you know what?
2: <laughs> it happens like this every time. You just can't escape Pokemon's grip. It's just it gets its claws in you and you say that you're not going to buy it, but inevitably it always ends up happening.
1: But this is like the only copy they had when I went and like picked it out for Christmas. They didn't have the diamond version anywhere. So you bought yourself a Christmas present. A little bit. It was more of like, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> Pick it out kind of okay. thing, you know, yeah. that you do as you get older. You get like, you know, less and less surprises. But this was kind of like just, I went there and they only had Shining Pearl. They had two copies. So I was lucky I got one of the last two and there was no diamond in sight. Did you go on like Christmas Eve or something? No, I went like, I think it was like over Thanksgiving almost. Oh.
2: So you've had this for a while. You've yeah, yeah. I just, I wanted to share while. it for
1: Christmas <laughs> It was a Christmas gift, so it's like ah. I couldn't... The stipulation was I pick it out and get it. I can't open it until Christmas, though, so...
0: So you went over Black Friday weekend. Yes. Uh, but they didn't have any Switch games for sale on Black Friday.
2: Well, they're usually not on sale. It's You get lucky, maybe, if you go to, like, Walmart, where they mark it down, like, 10 bucks, but you don't typically find those on sale.
1: No, not the Pokemon ones. And this is the first Switch game I've bought in, I don't know, forever, like an actual Switch game, I think probably Shield was the last one I bought. Wow! So I think I only buy like po- only play Pokemon and Mario Kart. <laughs> that's all my <laughs> Switch is used for. And I did the Animal Crossing thing for a little while, but I don't really branch out from my games on this. On, as far as the Switch goes, so
2: you have your tried and true favorites, and that's all that matters.
1: Yep. Nothing says dedication like 400 plus hours in Mario Kart.
2: What? Okay, I do have to ask: when you hit that number of hours in the game like what is there left to do in a game like Mario Kart I mean you've beaten all the the tracks and and unlocked everything I'm assuming so then what do you do
1: it's mainly the online competition because you get oh. you get points for racing I so see. like you de- decrease like points go up or down depending on how well you finish in the race that's kind of like your motivation and plus it's just like an easy here let me I only got like 20 minutes or 10 minutes let me do like two races of Mario Kart and then I can just Get on with my day. So it's like a quick in and out kind of game, too.
2: Okay, yeah. For some reason, I I didn't consider the online aspect. But then again, I typically don't play online co-op or anything like that. So,
0: I figure Mario Kart's a lot less stressful for Wi-Fi multiplayer (laughs) versus (laughs) like like a shooter game or something like that. Or like...
2: Oh my god! That reminds me of the time when we all tried to play Apex Legends. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> Austin, you just kept—he
2: was just—he could only punch. That was so great. Wrong. I didn't do anything wrong.
0: I didn't do no. No nobody wrong. was
2: blaming you, but it was. <laughs> but hilarious. there was
0: a glitch where I couldn't move my character at all, <laughs> and so I could only move by lurching with a punch, and I, that's the only way I could travel.
1: It was great. I couldn't stop laughing. The funny thing we, is, we still kept playing, too. It was like, this happened, and instead of trying to reboot it, we just kept getting into games. <laughs> just, and I was trying oh, to be the God. tank and protect him. <laughs> just like, let's just see how long we can live.
0: Yeah, we started using me as bait to lure people in.
2: Well, we all died anyway. I don't think me and Jacob got, like, a single kill. I think we all just, we lost horribly anyway, regardless of that. But it was a fun experience.
1: We have to hop yeah. back on. We'll put that on the Twitch channel.
2: We'll see if you get another glitch like that, Austin. Oh my
0: god. I actually had to delete Apex Legends from my Switch because it took up like a ton of gigabytes and I literally had no space left on my switch. I was like, this does go. I'm sorry. That's what I buy, did. Too. Buy Apex Legends, buy Fortnite. You're no,
1: you're not worth it. Yeah, they're not. I had I deleted it too. It was I don't know how much it was, but it definitely was like it was the biggest game that I had on there easily, as far as like gigage gigabits yeah,
2: well, you gotta have you gotta get like a an extra memory card and just. I
0: do have an extra memory oh. card.
2: Well, then in that case, yeah, games these days. That was so. Oh, speaking of games, I don't know. Is that are you all good with yours? Because I feel like this is a good transition into what.
1: Go for it. I, that's what I did, and I'll, I'll give updates on both games as
0: I play them. I haven't touched Pearl yet, so we'll wait and see. But yes, yes Austin. Jacob, did you get anything else that you should mention before we move on to Alex? Uh, Should I? <laughs> no, I'm just wondering if I was giving you an opportunity. Yeah,
2: I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt no, no, no. Your, your Christmas um tale. But
1: That's basically it. That's all I've got that was like big time. Okay.
2: Yeah, let us know. I'm curious about the WarioWare thing because I've only ever played in passing WarioWare Smooth Moves and that was uh, 2006 or something. So I'm interested to see what you think of it. But anyway, speaking of old retro games, so I went to my grandparents over Christmas, and my grandfather had found in the basement they still had an old Atari 800.
0: Oh wow! From wow.
2: The 1980s. He had he still had all the receipts and everything. Yeah.
1: Was it box sealed? Everything?
2: Well, he it wasn't sealed. It was it's obviously been used over the years, but he had all the receipts out, and it was purchased in 1982. And we played um, Missile Command (laughs) on the Atari. I mean, truth be told, it it was having some problems. Like one of the controllers, you couldn't move up. You can only move like left, right and down. So that wasn't really helpful. And then the other controller couldn't shoot. But it was really fun. I played with my cousins. That was a little blast from the past, I guess.
1: Was that the first one? The
0: 800?
2: I don't know. Austin, do you have any sort of cool video game system trivia for us?
0: Y'all stop assuming I know everything about everything.
2: <laughs> You're a resident person, knows. Yeah, I don't know. I know they have other versions of it, like an Atari Four Hundred or something like that. I don't know if it was the first one though.
1: I have I have a question though. How did you yes. How did you plug it in? Did you have to get like an adapter, or did they have like an old TV mm. that would actually? They
2: had an old TV.
1: <laughs> really, with the auxiliary cables?
2: Yes, wow. with all that. It was like a TV that was literally like as big as an iPad screen. Like, it wasn't... It was, like, a Sylvania brand? I don't know. It was this tiny little TV, but it was just set up on a table, and there was so many wires and plugs, and the memory... Like, it's... Well, the Atari 800 was, like, home computer, too, so it wasn't just, like, a video game console. It was also computer. And you can open up the back of it where the memory is, and there was four memory banks, and they were each 16 kilobytes I think
1: wow that was it oh my gosh that
2: was it and they were like these memory cards that were probably as big as an envelope size or something and they were all stuck in I'm trying to explain it for the listening audience too but they were about maybe an envelope size like a letter size
1: did those originally come with it or did you have to buy separate memory packs like
2: Oh, that I don't know. I think it came with it.
1: Okay. Okay, I was curious. I didn't know if you had to, like, buy expansion stuff like you did for the 64 or if it just all wasn't, like, one unit. That's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, I have no idea, but it was really fun. I was like, this is... We've come a long way. You know, talking about video games and stuff now that we've all gotten, you know, recently, but to see what they, you know, used to have and what was state-of-the-art back then was really interesting.
0: Did you get anything for Christmas?
2: Not really. I mean, I didn't get a whole lot for Christmas. I did get a new pair of headphones, some noise-canceling headphones, which I tried to use and set up before the podcast, but they didn't play well with the mic, so I had to go back to my little earbuds, which was a little disappointing, but using them for, like, everyday music listening should be nice.
1: Do they block out landscaping equipment? Do they block out all that stuff?
2: Well, I can't hear people when they talk to me when I have them on, so I would assume yes. Yes
1: perfect that's, that's, a, <laughs> headphones well, that's the headphones that's what right you want there. right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. just nod
2: hmm? yeah. yeah there's three there's two different modes well three different modes there's like regular mode and then noise canceling and then transparency mode which I don't think it's like working exactly as advertised because it's supposed to allow like ambient noise in but it doesn't really I don't notice a difference but maybe I'm doing it wrong that's about it I didn't really get anything else I got the games well the games that I talked about last time on the podcast that I bought myself for Black Friday other than that, that was it. But that's okay. You don't like Jacob said. We don't get stuff when we're older, really. So.
0: Well, speak for yourselves, because
1: I. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that pile was behind you there, Austin. <laughs> you
0: stacked up. <laughs> this is my new motorcycle I got. Oh this God. is my. <laughs>
2: oh, oh! I forgot to mention. I should get a, a shout out to Austin for. I he did get me a present, and it was really great. I can't believe I did, I forgot about this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Austin. I need me to jump back in, but Austin did get me the Moon Knight. Epic Collection, Volume 1.
1: Oh, Moon Knight.
2: Yes, I'm so excited. Austin was like, this is like a gag gift. And I opened it up. I was like, what are you talking about? This is a great gift. It's all the comics from what? 1975 to like 1981 or something like that. All the Moon Knight comics. So I'm super excited to read it. Sorry, I just had to mention that. So thank you, Austin. That was a really great present.
0: Alex also got me a, t- a graphic tee that I'm wearing now of an NES controller. And she also got me a super monkey ball banana mania for the switch Ooh. yay which
2: i saw you playing earlier
0: yes i was playing that earlier did i've been you like playing it? that i did like it and i've been playing captain toad from my sister and brother-in-law because they said what do you want for christmas and i said give me captain toad <laughs> oh is that fun is that a fun game oh i love it they're both very like meditative but in different ways because monkey ball is frantic and captain toad is like very like, exploratory so you know cute fun little games For the holiday,
2: that's nice.
1: And you guys have some more gifts coming too. Yes. Whenever we meet y'all again,
0: we'll, I guess (laughs) you know, exchange. Well, likewise, because
2: we do have a gift for you also, Jacob. So
0: I need to give this back to you. Oh yeah, I need that back. I still have Civilization Five from Jacob,
1: and I think maybe my USB. Disk Drive, too. Okay, okay. Just making sure.
0: I've been having them sitting out prominently, so I always remember to bring it to you. (laughs) And I always forget. (laughs) That's how it goes.
1: That's how it goes.
2: Speaking of games, I do the same thing, Austin. I have your Ace Attorney game, and it's sitting right by my purse on the edge of my TV stand. And I always forget to bring it back to you.
0: You still have to finish it, don't you?
2: Yes, but that I thought about it, you know, bringing it back. I was like, should I just bring it back without finishing it?
0: I don't care. I'm not going to use it.
2: Yes, but I need to resolve this story.
0: I'm always lending out stuff at any given time to who knows how many people, so it's fine. <laughs> I think that's that's what I like about physical media versus digital media. I like being able to share with people and like it, it's just more cost-effective and communal really.
1: Yeah, that's how you used to do it back in the day. You know, your friend got a 64 game, you had to go over there mm-hmm. and, you know, either take it, you know, without him knowing or just okay, you know, Jake, I'm just get it. <laughs> No, used to always like trade games off. Like here, you get my James Bond, I get your Mario Party. You do that at school too, you know. Like hide it in your book bag, (laughs) be like, "All right, bring it back in a week." Those were the days. Those were the days. We had Pokemon cards banned at our school when we from like trading and stuff like that.
2: I know we did talk about that before.
1: Yeah, I think that ended it all. So we could after that we couldn't like hand out anything anymore. It was I was like, gosh, that's how you connected with friends was exchanging and handing out stuff.
2: Yeah, like Pokemon, they used to encourage that. Remember, you got the link cable, and you would plug your Game Boys together and trade.
0: Speaking of Pokemon. Yes, yeah,
2: indeed. the whole reason why we're here.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad we can move on to Pokemon, but I'm glad you all got nice gifts and had a wonderful Christmas. Yes. And Jacob, I'm looking forward to seeing what elder gifts we all get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got it wrapped in the garage, ready to go for you.
2: Ooh, is it a brand new car?
1: no hints but it starts with an h
2: helicopter
1: h H-A-R... a r harley
2: davidson oh there we go <laughs> harpy
1: i don't know i couldn't harpy. think of anything
2: yeah jacob has a, a a bird woman tied up in his garage
1: yep handcrafted genetically just for yes. you yes So the two episodes we're talking about this week are The P Kahuna and Make Room for Gloom. Because Gloom is huge and needs a bunch of room. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. So I have the randomizer here, and we're going to see what she says. Oh, it's the she. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's Jacob's oh. Girl Friday.
1: Tells oh. him exactly
2: what we're doing.
1: It's like that movie Her.
2: Oh, my God. We were just talking about that, weren't we, Austin? <laughs> are you serious? Why does that movie keep coming up all the time?
1: Because it's becoming more and more reality. That's true. I mean, you know, you see people walking around, there talking, Alexa, all this stuff. It's everywhere. It's like runs people's lives.
2: I just have to give a quick context because this is so weird how this happened. So yesterday I went to go visit Austin to give him his present. And we watched all of the Hawkeye um, episodes on Disney Plus. And I don't know, somehow Scarlett Johansson came up in conversation because, you know, she's Black Widow and she wasn't in there, but they referenced her a lot, whatever. And then Austin said something, like, about her voice, right? Like, she's got a really good voice.
0: She has a great voice.
2: Yes. Because she was in the movie Her. She was the voice um, of the AI in that movie. That's how it came up. So it's weird how that's all connected. And then here we are talking about it again. So
0: That is crazy. Alex, I like that that corkboard behind you with all the strings between all the pictures <laughs> and the, the big question marks you got going on. Yeah,
2: exactly. I don't know. I couldn't. I personally... I know a lot of people talk about the movie her I tried to watch it at one point in time and I couldn't finish it I just couldn't finish it I had to turn it off I wasn't a huge fan maybe I'll try again because it comes up a lot but regardless
1: I've never seen that movie so I'll have to check it out too I just I just seen have I've just, well, I've seen, thought- YouTube. I've just <laughs> seen YouTube clips so
2: I thought the whole point was you saw it oh well
1: no I just saw the trailer I was like this is something unique here maybe <laughs> I'll watch it if I run out
0: of stuff to do and don't want to do anything Whatever the sex scene was hot.
2: Oh my god!
0: Joaquin Phoenix with a disembodied voice, hottest sexy I've ever seen in my life. Just kidding. All
1: right. Uh, well, speaking of Checking sexy, we got uh, a. <laughs> oh, that's my turn. We got a bunch of, sexiness and pika Oh
2: my god.
1: Not really. Well, I guess
2: yeah. Victor, he was pretty hot.
1: Uh, agree to disagree. Okay. Then you got that other guy too, but we'll talk about him in just a minute. Jan. Jan. Jan the nice man. try, Jan. Jan the man. <laughs> All right, our randomizer has spoken, and Alex, you have the 30-second summary challenges. Austin, you have the pikahuna, and I have make room for gloom. Hurts leaving my mouth.
2: All right, I'm going to try. I don't really... I didn't prepare at all, so... All
1: right, pikahuna in four seconds. Three, two, one, go. Go.
2: Okay, so in this episode, Ash is still training for the Pokemon League, and he's running in the road, and suddenly a car splashes him, and he gets blinded, and then he causes a multi-car pileup and doesn't die. He meets Victor with a Pikachu named Puka, and Victor tells him about Jan and the big giant wave Humunga Dunga, and that they, everybody tries to surf it but fails. So then Team Rocket attacks at one point, and they strand Victor in the ocean, and then he rides the wave and gets the flag in the rock, and we all live happily ever Time. after. Very yes. well done.
1: All right, that's it.
0: All right, when you said four seconds, I thought you were giving Alex four seconds, to <laughs> summary, <laughs> no. and you were gonna cut in time like immediately. <laughs> no, no, it's like just go for it. We'll just kick her off.
2: Puka the Pikachu. That's all you need to know.
1: Oh my gosh, what an episode though!
2: This episode was really good.
1: So we did like this episode. I did. Yeah, I thought yes. it was pretty cool. It was. I disagree with a lot of the stuff they did, but it was still pretty cool. It stood out for sure.
2: Am I the only one? Well, in, in not I guess in that case, because you said it stood out, but I feel like the flavor was totally different.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way to describe
2: it. was it, not your typical like Pokemon episode that we've had so far, and especially coming out of the crazy holiday episodes that we just did. I mean...
0: <laughs> Those also had their own flavor, but I didn't like that flavor.
1: No,
2: that was a bitter flavor.
1: Yeah, that was like mint chocolate. No one likes that.
2: Speak for yourself.
1: <laughs> Do you like mint chocolate?
2: It depends on the mint chocolate. Okay. Either it tastes really good, or it's... Like toothpaste.
1: Okay. It, well, it was cilantro flavor, then. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage cilantro. Cilantro flavor? Yeah, I hate mm-hmm. that. I hate that. Cilantro flavor toothpaste? Anything with it in it.
2: No, it's like love it or hate it thing.
1: Oh, oh.
0: Okay, I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Pokemon. Let's go. First of all, we know this episode's gonna be a little different because the twerps are wearing different outfits. <laughs> oh. They are jogging on a like a Highway. Side highway place. They have, there's cars on the road. We never see that. Apparently, Misty and Brock are really proud of Ash because Ash has been training really hard for the Pokemon League. Apparently, training for the Pokemon League consists entirely of running on a highway and not interfacing with your Pokemon at all. So I was confused by that. Did anyone have any thoughts about that? It's an interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Kind of <laughs> Yeah, Ash is going to win the league, that's for sure.
2: I don't know. I kind of got a... Remember back in that episode, the the K-9 episode with Officer Jenny and the Growliths, and the they mm-hmm. were doing the training at the police headquarters? I mean, I kind of was thinking about that episode because, you know, Jenny was right in that, you know, trainers have to be physically fit alongside their Pokemon. Like, I, I don't know. I kind of understand the need for, like, physical fitness. I mean, if you're going to be right. out there trekking across the world you know, getting into battles, which I know we don't see this typically in like this Pokemon anime, but you know, in the spin-off media that we've gotten, like Origins and stuff like that, I mean, they're physically like in the battle. I mean, it's dangerous, right?
1: Ash is by himself though, right? There's like, or is it just Pikachu with him? It's just Pikachu.
0: So he doesn't have any well, other Pokemon? I, I understand like, like, you know, physical fitness. That's great. You know, go for a run. It's Lo- lovely. That's great. That's wonderful. I don't see how that has any relation to the Pokemon League though.
2: Because it's a grueling test.
0: Especially
1: if they're not training with him. Like, I understand if they all were like, hey, let's go for a jog and yeah. for a warm up. This this is just him by himself. Like, you know, there's no one there. There's no benefit. No one's benefiting. Unless, like, the Pokeballs have, like, some step counter in them. Kind of like, bits <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know, that's the only benefit I'm seeing
0: out of this. Well, the, the happiness rate is going <laughs> yeah, up. He's so got- maybe they're trying to fix Charizard doing that. <laughs> it's like a, what is it? Tomogachi or whatever. It levels up the more you walk or whatever. I guess it's got the Pokey
2: that going Walker on. Pokewalker was a thing, so. Yeah,
0: that too. Oh, there you go. You know. Maybe that's it. Did anyone else's Pokewalker die within, like, less of a year of it existing?
2: I never was used that just me? mine.
0: I didn't so... use it either, but it died within, like, a month. I didn't use I'm it. I'm
2: sure it's, well, it's dead now, years later.
0: But... Oh, yeah. Anyway, what do we think of the outfits? Ash is wearing, like, a white tee with a symbol on it and shorts. Missy's wearing, like, clingy... It's not a wetsuit. What is it? Like a runner suit? It's
2: like a tracksuit, bodysuit thing, right? Yeah.
1: Tight Under or shirt or something like that. Like, to keep it from flapping.
0: And Brock looks like he's going to a basketball game.
2: Oh. <laughs> I wish they
0: would have kept the regular gear. Like, they're just running in their actual stuff. Well, their outfits are so impractical. I can see why they had to change. <laughs> Togepi's in a cute little knapsack on Misty's back that has a Togepi insignia on it. So I wonder where they got that from or if it was custom made. In any case, a car nearly hits Ash, and Ash gets caught in the exhaust of the car, and he nearly dies because he's wandering into a different car's path, causing a, like, 20-car collision with Ash in the center of it. Thankfully, well, it was, like, a near collision because it didn't look like there was any actual collisions of cars. They all just, like, were within inches of each other.
1: Everything happened but cars hitting each other. There were, like, cars facing the opposite direction, a car, like, almost, like, on its side, but nobody hit each other.
0: Everyone's a stunt driver, and they were all able to not hit each other.
2: I really liked the two guys that were arguing with each other when they got the road rage. One of them jumps out, and he's like, watch where you're going. And then the other one's like, where did you learn to drive? And the other guy's like, what? They were about to throw down, but then somebody comes and breaks it up.
0: Is that someone, Officer Jenny?
2: It could be. It is.
0: Okay. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember these people. (laughs) Oh, yep. She is there. She's everywhere. I was
2: waiting for you to agree with it, but then you were just as confused. So, yes. Officer Jenny comes.
0: And her role in this episode is to give us exposition. Oh, God. Some crazy shit's about to be said. All these people <laughs> are like out of town surfers, and they're all coming because it's the 20 year anniversary of Humunga Dunga, the tidal wave that we can reliably predict to come every 20 years. Oh my! God. Is this how oceans work?
1: Yes. No, I don't know. It I is. I, I don't know. I'm not a. But the the name I didn't like that name. Humunga Dunga. Yeah. Think of dung. Humunga dung. Uh. Like it's just a shit wave. <laughs> yeah.
2: Howabunga or something like.
0: That's what I assumed.
2: Very surfer.
0: But it's humongous.
1: You forgot to mention Jenny's like excellent skills at getting the traffic flowing again because they are all crashed for about like 30 seconds and then Jenny's got them up and running.
0: I assumed we skipped forward in time a little bit. No, that has been about 30 seconds. Okay.
1: I don't
2: know to your question about like the ocean tides and like 20 year cyclical event. I don't know. I don't know how that works.
0: I just don't think that's how waves work.
1: I know there's like annual stuff. Where, like, you know, they'll go to, like, but i never heard of, like, 20 years. It's not a comet, you know? You don't see it every 20 years kind of thing. I don't think (laughs) it's reliably going around (laughs) the world at a steady pace. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's
0: how the the ocean works. (laughs) But whatever.
2: Pokemon logic, anyway.
0: So we see a giant boulder. like Like, it looks like it used to be connected to a cliff or something out in the middle of the ocean. Well, near the beach, but still. A little ways away. And people go out there and they plant their steel flags with their initials on it onto the boulder. And there's one special surfer named Jan, who 40 years Ooh, ago Jan. stuck his flag on the very top of the boulder during a humunga dunga event. I
1: guess. <laughs> God, this is the dumbest thing ever this is like the dumbest thing
0: ever Rude, this is Jacob. absurdly dangerous like That's you would exactly. go into that thing and die that bro- rock would kill you yes it would kill you and especially you see like a bunch of flags on the side
1: and stuff like that like it's just every single surfer movie they're like hey you see those rocks over there just avoid those rocks you'll hit them you'll die you'll drown this they're like hey go towards the rock hey just see if you can poke it with a stick you know or something this is absurd this is the most dangerous
0: thing I think we've ever heard of <laughs> this is, in this yeah. world <laughs> It really is. This is a death sentence. It really is. Watch us be wrong, and this is like a surfer tradition that we don't know about, and somewhere in the world there's a humunga dunga in real life. Oh my <laughs> gosh. We need to
1: look it up or something, make sure there's not like a stick your flag in a rock kind of thing.
0: Hmm.
2: Does anybody want to Google that?
0: <laughs> That's not. Apparently, you guys want to st- have Jan stick his flag into your rocks. Is that true?
2: Oh yeah, Jan.
0: He couldn't Mm-mm-mm. penetrate my rock. I didn't find Jan to be a very attractive surfer man.
2: Yeah, let's talk about Victor.
0: Well, first, the twerps have now decided that they're going to start their new careers as surfers, or at least Ashes, because <laughs> now we're on the beach.
2: He's very easily distracted.
0: Very. Yes, he is. Ash is out surfing. I don't know how much past experience he has with surfing, but now he's able to do so until he gets a cramp in his leg, to which he—oh
2: my god—screams out, "My foot! Something's wrong with my foot!"
0: and then drowns.
2: He, oh, he drowns a lot. He does. He me? does drown a lot.
1: <laughs> That's like the number one way he dies. It's either like his spirit gets carried away or he drowns.
2: Like we literally just had a drowning event with the Jinx episode and the Lapras and Ash is drowning in the ocean and is saved by the Lapras. And I know there's been other times where he's almost drowned. I can't think of it specifically, but this is not the first time.
0: Did Ash not get a cramp when he swam all the way from japan to the north pole oh, right. point did that not happen <laughs> he was well he was well hydrated that's what he must him. have been
2: well he needs some potassium supplements because he got a cramp
1: he needs some bananas or something i didn't realize he got a cramp i thought it was like some like pokemon like grabbed his leg or something like that like i thought it was like a pokemon interfering
2: that's what i thought i thought it was gonna like pan to like a, a tentacle or something like grab him by the leg and like try to pull him down into the ocean but he just got a so, cramp.
1: I was hoping that... Because then you got to surf the wave and avoid the tentacruel as you try to go through it. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> and
0: not class your, your body onto the rock that you're aiming for. That's
1: right. <laughs> this, is so, this is stupid.
0: Stupid fun. Ash is saved by the heroic figure of a middle-aged man on a surfboard with a elderly Pikachu with blue eyes. And Ash wakes up on the surfboard in the arms of this older man... And he's like, Pikachu? Then passes out. Then we wake up, and this man has taken Ash home in his bed. And that was worse than I intended it to come out. Hey, now. But... Wow. Salt water. We learn that this is Victor, and he is a a professional surfer who lives around here because he has a neurotic obsession with Dunga and
1: Jam.
0: (laughs) And he has saved Ash. And we learn this magical story of where his Pikachu came from in which 20 or so years ago, Victor was considering giving up being a surfer until a random Pikachu on a piece of driftwood appeared. And, you know, they caught... He, he jumped into Jan... <laughs> jumped into Victor's arms. <laughs> and they've been together ever since. And my watch is going on. There we go. There's some evolution going Austin, on.
2: Austin, okay, I think you're being very unfair to Victor. Haven't you ever had a dream... One dream that you want to accomplish in your lifetime, and you can't ever rest until it's completed. This is who he is deep inside of his soul.
0: Yes, after the flashback to 20 years ago, we get a flashback to 40 years ago, in which he (laughs) as a child saw Jan plant the flag. Then Jan came up to him as a child and said, hey, you can do it too. Hey. This is a very, like,
1: hard dream, because you only get once every 20 years, so like,
2: Yeah, better make it count.
1: Yeah, you only get, like, at the most, probably three tries at it if you're, like, healthy in your 60s. So this is, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd have that much patience. I guess it's unless you wanted it bad enough.
2: He's been working so hard for 20 years. This is his one chance because 20 years ago he tried and he did not accomplish his task.
1: No, so how many, like, how many times has he attempted this wave? Is it just twice or just once? Once.
2: Once, when he was twenty, or he must have been in his early twenties, and he failed at that time to plant the flag. He fell off his surfboard, and so now, as an older person, I don't know. What do you? What, what do we think? Victor's probably in his like fifties or something.
0: I'm going to assume he was like eight or so in the first flashback. Then he tried to do Humunga Dunga when he was like in his late twenties. Yeah, and now he's approaching fifty. Okay, okay, that makes sense. I mean, that's fair. That's fair enough. Anyway, Jan inspired him so much with his flag planting, that <laughs> I guess Victor... I guess he already lived there at the start, so he didn't move there. But he lives there, and he's just waiting for his chance to do Himunga Dunga, and he almost gave up when he first failed in his 20s. But then Puka came to encourage him to never give up on his dream. And then we learn that Puka has the ability to tell the water movement of the ocean? Yes. He
2: can sense the wave. Yes. He's got a special power.
0: Every great surfer can.
2: Why did they give him a water Pokemon for this? Like, why a Pikachu?
0: All right, let's get into the surfing Pikachu of it all. Oh, God. I don't have any info on this other than I know surfing Pikachu was a big deal back in the Gen 1 days. There was a trading card. Do you all remember that one? Yeah, I do remember that one. There's one with balloons, too, right? Yeah, there was the flying Pikachu, too. You could get Pikachu to go on a surfboard and Pokemon Snap. I remember that. I think you could get the surfing Pikachu from Stadium, but I never did that. And in, in Pokemon Yellow, there was a Surfing Pikachu mm-hmm. minigame. But I think you needed the Surfing Pikachu from Stadium to play the minigame. So I could never play the minigame in Yellow.
1: What? I didn't even know about that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know because I never did it. But I'm oh, pretty okay. sure that's how it worked. Wow. So everyone loves Surfing Pikachu. So this entire episode was, a, I guess, a tribute to that.
2: I like Pikachu not because he surfs, but because I feel like I like it when we have the variations of the Pokemon. They look a little different. Like, this one has blue eyes. They should have more differences.
1: Blue for the ocean, I guess.
2: It's got ocean eyes.
1: Ocean eyes. (laughs) Isn't it stripes blue, too? Like, even, like, all, like, the typical brown
0: colors, aren't they blue? Or don't they turn blue? They're brown, but it, like, the whole thing glows blue when the big wave is coming, I guess. All right. I don't know if that's literal or if it's just for the audience.
1: Yeah, we can't, like, they can't see it, but it's like, oh, God, look we may have lost Austin
2: I think we lost Austin okay he got captured by the humunga dunga wave
1: yeah he didn't put his flag in the rock yeah <laughs> I'm trying to think like surfing wise like what do I know about surfing I never surfed a boogie boarder before
2: I have a terrible sense of balance so I know I couldn't possibly ever surf I'm not a huge fan of the ocean honestly
1: but yeah, the the interesting thing about these people like Ash and like uh, Victor, they pick it up pretty quick. Like, I don't think surfing is like a you try it for an hour and then you're like surfing, doing tunnels and picking up 10 foot waves.
2: Well, to be fair, I mean, in Victor's defense, he's been surfing for 40 years. So, well, about that long. Ash is the chosen one. So a, the rules don't apply.
1: <laughs> but we do get a flashback of Victor, I thought, though, like when he's little. Yeah. And he's he's like trying to surf and he just picks it up kind of like I know he just picks it up. Yeah. Hey, Austin's back. Hey. Yeah. What I miss. We were filling in. We were just saying that uh people pick up surfing pretty quickly in the Pokemon universe compared to real life.
2: Well, Victor was born for it. He that was his one true <laughs> passion in life.
1: <laughs> he was born for it. He was the chosen one for surfing.
2: <laughs> well, That's pretty good. I'll well, I'll save it. There's a there's a quote that that ties into this, but I'll save it if somebody else doesn't have it first. But
1: oh my god, actually, think I'm new to what you're talking about. But yeah, <laughs> there was some emerald stuff, but they're all from kind of Victor.
2: I liked Victor. I I really appreciated Victor. I don't know why, but I just did.
0: Did you think he was hot?
2: Sure, sexy old surfer guy. Oh he yeah, he had that
0: like touch of gray going on too. Didn't he have like purple hair?
2: He was passionate, and everyone knows that having passion is sexy.
0: Did y'all get into Team Rocket attacking?
2: Not yet. We were waiting no. for you to, to come back.
0: Excellent. So Team Rocket attacks in the Gyarados sub and they take both Pikachu and Puka, and they launch a giant hole in the side of Victor's house which pissed me off.
2: Yeah, poor Victor. He's just, all he's ever doing is just living by the beach. He's just a chill, like, boho type guy, you know, just living his best life and then here comes Team Rocket and they blast a hole in the side of his house.
0: I can't imagine he has Team Rocket insurance. No. Probably has good insurance living by the sea, though. Well, there's a giant fucking tidal wave coming in twenty years. He better have good insurance. You better have good insurance. <laughs> have good insurance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. Team Rocket gets away with the Pikachu's, uh, and they're in the Gyarados sub getting away. But they find a bunch of real Gyarados who are in the shallow waters for their mating season. So this does not go well for Team Rocket because the Gyarados hyperbeam them their sub when they are blasted away. And I wasn't really paying too much attention, but somehow the Pikachus are fine. Puka is in the water, and it's not doing too well until Victor comes out and saves it on a surfboard. But then...
2: Dun-dun-dun.
0: Dun-dun-dun. Everything turns glowy blue. Because Kumunga Dunga has arrived! I'm not sure of how we could be unaware of a giant tidal wave coming, because I feel like the ocean waters would recede before such a thing would happen, but... Shumanga Dunga doesn't follow regular wave
2: water. <laughs> well, it does get a little, like, it gets kind of dark gray skies, and the waters are all choppy, and and that's why everybody else had to go back to shore in the boat, and Officer Jenny evacuates everybody to just slightly above the beach on the little cliff that's overlooking the beach, so... They're, like,
0: 20 feet above the yeah. beach. Yeah. <laughs> not safe at all, but... <laughs> that-
1: <laughs> Like, seeing the signs, though, would negate the blue Pikachu. So that's why there's no, like, because you have to use the blue Pikachu to, like, show, like, hey, this is coming. You can't use natural stuff.
0: It's a magic wave. Yeah, it's a magic wave. All the people who were in their cars earlier do not show up because they were too afraid of (laughs) Humunga. Dunga. I was
1: about to say that.
0: (laughs) that. For this big thing, no one shows up. Victor and Puka are the soul people trying to do this. I, I mean, if I saw that tidal wave, was enormous, it looked like. That thing was like, that would kill everyone.
2: It was like a double wave. It was like the bigger wave behind it, and then like up below a little bit was like another smaller wave. There was like two waves.
0: Mm-hmm. Thankfully, when Victor saw a giant Gyarados mechanical device attack his house, steal his Pikachu, and go, and he went out to sea to th- pursue them. He made sure to bring his flag with him. <laughs>
1: oh, oh yeah! <laughs> it's like an it's like a telescoping flag.
0: Yes, I don't know how, where that was on his person, but he has it. He does.
2: <laughs> you know what? That reminds me of that one trainer in that in the game where I can't remember what game it is. Is it Black and White? I don't know, but it's the it's the swimmer girl, and she's like, "Where do I keep my pokeballs?" Teehee women's secret. Oh, you guys God. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah
0: her boobs.
2: Yeah, so he's just keeping it in his pants or whatever. And you know what? Again, in Victor's defense, you never know when the perfect surfing opportunity is going to happen, and it might be his one and only chance. So he's got to carry the flag around
0: all the time. Mm. Maybe there's like a compartment in his surfboard.
2: Oh, my God.
0: He just presses a button on it and it just shoots up in the air. Yeah.
2: Regardless, he has it, thankfully.
0: And everyone is waiting with mouths agape Waiting to see if Victor can do it. Can he surf Humonga Dunga? And can he place his V-flag next to the J-flag on the giant boulder? Yes, he can! He does Hooray. it! Hooray!
2: I was so proud of him. It's his whole life's dream, and he realized it, okay? It was a big deal.
0: Okay. he. No one dies. Thankfully. Because that's not how tidal waves work. Nope. <laughs> but we all come down to the beach... And Victor sees a little boy and little girl, and he does the same thing Jan did to him, which is say, hey, you can do it too, thereby perpetuating this eternal cycle of devoting their lives to Himunga Dunga for a new generation.
2: Hooray. Yay.
0: Meanwhile, Team Rocket are in the middle of the Gyarados ritualistic orgy in the middle of the ocean. The end. Yay. Good job, Victor. You did it.
2: You know what? I know you guys are making fun of it, and, and Victor and Jan and everything, but I was very... I had emotions. This episode was very touching.
0: Was it because of the music?
2: Well, yes, it was good music. And I don't know. It's just this one chance. And he realized his dream after so long. And Jan, who knows where Jan is? He's probably dead by now. But still, he sailed into the like sunset. We never heard from him again.
0: Yeah, what happened to Jan?
2: He went to go surf the world.
0: Does Jan not know that he's an urban legend around here?
2: I guess not. Maybe he died. At- I was assuming that he died at sea. That was my big wow! Oh,
0: wow.
1: The Gyarados got him. Yeah, the Gyarados got him. It was a shallow egg season.
2: I mean, what do you think? He obviously lived there. He lived there. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe he didn't live there because maybe he just came for the Humonga Dunga event. But, like, we never hear about him, you know, after the fact. And Victor's not like, oh, yes. And then, you know, Jan came back after he surfed the world or whatever. But that's what he said. He went to go surf the world. I just assumed he died at sea.
1: I don't think he wanted the fame. I think he, like, realized that he was going to be really popular after this. He's like, I'm just going to get out of here. I don't want to be, I'm a, like, introvert here. I don't want to be, like, people knocking on my door every day, giving surfing
0: lessons. I just want to, you know, kind of get the hell out of here. They should have, like, panned out to see, like, an elderly man watching in <laughs> the distance being like, oh, I'm proud of you, Victor. And he's holding that a surfboard. so
2: nice. Too bad we didn't get that.
0: But No, Jan's dead, presumably.
2: Honestly, I did misremember this episode at the very beginning when I was watching it because I thought that Victor was Jan.
0: Oh yeah, but
2: I obviously not because we saw the flashback where he was, you know, getting mentored by Jan. But
0: Jan's spirit guided Victor to the rock.
2: Yes, he he channeled his essence.
0: Maybe Jan died and was reborn as Puka. Ooh. Oh!
2: Oh, like Jan died, and then that's why Puka was at sea, and that's why he just found him because he was in the wreckage. So then his reincarnated spirit came, and then Puka. Oh my god! I actually like that theory.
1: That is awesome. Ooh, I just love that. Okay.
2: Because Victor says that he came from him, came to him from the sea, right? Oh, I love that, Austin. I, I'm gonna choose to believe that that Puka is the reincarnated spirit of Jan.
1: That is a good theory. Look at us. Thank you. Taking it further than anyone else would leave us a five-star rating <laughs> all right we can move on now to our mvp and our lvp and our quotes that had the most impact we'll pick our most viable player and our least player and as always no repeats unless they're for a different position the randomizer has spoken alex you are going first followed by myself and then we have victor going third i mean austin Victor.
0: (laughs) Was it on purpose? No. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) All right. I'm going to start off with MVP, and I'm going to give it to Puka. it! Sorry. I know. I I could not. He was so cute. I love Puka. I like it when they have the, like I said earlier, the variations on their appearances, the blue eyes, and he's magical. He can sense the waves, and he helped Victor achieve his lifelong dream he couldn't do it without puka so shout out to puka lvp i'm gonna give it to bulbasaur bulbasaur yes bulbasaur for the five minutes or five seconds that we see bulbasaur when they're out in the ocean and they're on the boat after team rocket attacks they blow up team rocket's gyarados sub and pikachu and puka are falling to their deaths in the ocean ash calls out bulbasaur to catch them well bulbasaur only catches our pikachu Ash's pikachu mm. and allows puka to fall and start drowning in the ocean because the waves are choppy and there's a storm coming Humunga dunga's coming he just lets him fall and ash I, i'm pretty sure ash says catch both of them like catch puka and pikachu and i know bulbasaur's small he's only got two vines or whatever but i mean he just basically let P- puka fall then victor had to jump in and risk his life
0: alex i'm glad you caught that because i completely like Glossed ceased over to that exist part. during that scene i was just like okay and now the wave's coming i have not paying attention at all
2: no there was a whole scene where like puka's drowning and then you know thank god for victor i mean victor jumped into the ocean to obviously rescue his beloved pikachu but brock is there and he's like driving the motor boat that they have somehow procured they're like we gotta get out of here it's too dangerous and they basically leave victor and puka to die because, I mean, there's no guarantee that they would have surfed Dunga successfully.
0: Was I just answering a text? I feel like I missed a whole part of the episode.
2: Yeah, this was a, this was the, like, climactic part, you know, the danger part. Like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? I know you casually glossed over it, but I was like, well, maybe you're trying to save it until, like, the end for a reason. I was
0: not. No, I genuinely was not just not paying attention.
2: Yeah, well, I wasn't feeling it for Bulbasaur this episode, because, you know, typically Bulbasaur is our hero that goes above and beyond, but... I guess he had to let him fall, to, so we had the whole climactic humonga-dunga thing, but...
0: Yeah, give Bulbasaur some slack. He's trying his fucking best. He's saved these evils lives so many times.
2: Okay, it's true, you know, in the other episode, he did save Pikachu from falling off of a sheer cliff face. But this wasn't his episode, at least not in my opinion.
0: It's his next episode, next episode.
2: Yes, well, we'll get there. For the quotes, though, I have two, and I'm not sure if I should say the first one because i kind of brought this up earlier when jacob was talking about it but you know i'll save that one if it doesn't come up i'll read it but i'll just give the one i picked originally so at the very very end the narrator is you know doing our little outro and he says it was very inspirational i thought in my opinion he says now at the very top of the rock victor's flag waves proudly beside his childhood heroes but it's more than a flag it's proof that it's never too late for some dreams to come true
1: that is very very touching Sorry, I had to chime out there. For a second, my dog would not stop barking. So,
0: did he see something outside? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's just, it's, it's Humonga, humonga Dunka. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, something's coming,
1: <laughs> Humonga Dunka. <laughs> so I guess it's my my turn right now, mm-hmm. Alex. Okay. Sorry, I missed all your explanations. If I repeat, uh, let me know. I started with my MVP, and I had to kind of pull this out of air because I had Puka as well for obvious reasons. I'm gonna give it to the person who makes these surfboards. Did you see that they were each Pokemon themed? They were actually really cool. I was like, that would be something I would buy if I like, actually surfboard. I'm going to give my... Okay, this is going to be a little bit of a shocker. I'm going to give my LVP to Jan. Okay? Okay.
2: Jan, okay. It
1: could, it could be Jan or Victor. And as we talked about... It's befo- got to be one. It's got to be one. Okay, Jan. <laughs> I'll give it to Jan. Okay. Jan for starting this whole thing. Okay, so we talked about earlier how dangerous it is to surf towards rocks. Okay, so Jan does it something that's probably never gonna should never be done again. Somehow Victor does it, but then he goes and he goes and encourages children to repeat what he just did. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like like the most dangerous thing ever. Why would you ever encourage people to do this? Like, I don't see people doing stuff like this and being like, hey, go try it, especially with it being so deadly. My quote is gonna be: It's an exchange between Ash and Victor. It's when they first like first meet. Uh, Victor Ash goes. Oh, so do you live here by yourself? And then Victor just kind of goes like, No, Ash, I've got puka. And then Ash goes, <laughs> Oh, yeah. It <laughs> just walks off. Said, it's like just like filler
0: for words. I don't know what originally was said there in the Japanese, but whatever. <laughs> I missed that one. But my quote is kind of similar in that. And that's kind of like wordless. And it's Victor saying, Yeah, Victor says, I didn't write it down, but but puka can feel the waves in its body. So Ash says, It can feel the waves? And Brock helpfully adds, in its body? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Fucking thank you, Brock. Thank you.
2: (laughs) You know he's the king of, like, useless, like, exposition-type comments.
0: I can't with Brock. I'm so ready for him to go to Professor Ivy. Okay. No. uh... (laughs) No, we love Brock. No, we don't
2: speak for yourself. Again, I
0: th- I think I like Brock better later, but at this point he's not doing it for me. You know
2: what? You're going to miss his stupid charm when he's gone and we have Tracy. You're going to be wishing for Brock back.
0: I feel like we can't escape Tracy. He comes up all the time.
2: <laughs> I think we're just we're anticipating it now cuz we're getting close to it and so
1: He's the first one to replace, right? Like yeah. Misty yes. stays with him, so that's why it's such a big deal. It's like you took one of the main mm-hmm. three out and then the first one to replace is always, like, the most critical, you know.
2: And he's got that stupid headband, anyway. Yeah.
1: For no reason. Okay, all right. We'll save our Tracy dashing. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy of a target.
0: I don't have an MVP LVP, but I'll say my MVP is Victor, because he got to achieve his dream, I guess. And my LVP is Ash for doing literally anything but training for the first league. <laughs> because now he's taking up surfing as a hobby when... We got, we got shit to do, Ash. Get your fucking Charizard under control. Okay, that's it.
2: Oh, can I read my other quote since you guys didn't say it? Yes. Yes. Okay, so to your earlier point, Jacob, we were talking about this. The one quote that I was going to say was when they're talking about Humunga Dunga and how Victor, you know, originally failed and, and all this. Ash says, you and Puka can do it. I can sense things too. And this time I know you're going to beat it. And I was like, Ash, get out of here with your stupid chosen one bullshit. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he doesn't even know he's the chosen one. No. Yet.
2: Yeah. Well, he's sitting there talking about like, oh, I can sense it because I've
0: got aura powers, which. Ugh. Next episode.
2: Was that all we had to say about that? I feel like
0: any other comments?
2: I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. It's such a poignant episode. I feel like I'm the only one that that thinks that <laughs> but <laughs> I was inspired. I was like, oh, wow. Victor and Puka achieve their dream, and
1: it was cool to see someone actually do something they were trying to accomplish for once.
0: I'll, I'll give Victor this: he wasn't—he was an adult who was not a danger to society. That's yeah, his he main wasn't thing.
2: normal like a Melvin the magician or some crazy Seymour the scientist type. He was just a guy with a dream and a surfboard.
0: Well, if we want to have hateable characters, we have the next episode. the oh gloom Oh my gosh! Yeah.
2: This episode was too real. Too real for oh, me. I knew
0: it. I knew it
1: was <laughs> too real.
2: Oh, God. We'll get there. Okay.
1: All righty. So I guess that concludes the big huna, And we can move on now to make room for gloom. Like I said, it just hurts leaving my mouth. Why does that hurt leaving your mouth? I don't know. It's just weird. And then, like, seeing kind of what happens this episode, we'll, we'll get into it.
2: Am I supposed to be doing the summary again? Yes. Ugh. Damn it. Okay.
1: Three, two, one, go.
2: Okay, in this episode, Ash and friends come across a giant greenhouse called Xanadu Nursery where they meet Florinda, a girl who is very sad because she has a gloom that she can't train, Um, and Bulbasaur falls in love with this gloom after becoming stunned by this plant, and Team Rocket attacks to try to steal the plant, and they have also sold Florinda a fake leaf stone, so that's why she can't evolve her gloom, and they all get paralyzed, and Gloom saves the day, and the end. Brock the end. professes his love and gets rejected.
1: <laughs> okay. That was As pretty good. Does. That was very good. Yes. This is like, kind of a lot happens in a little bit of time with this episode, so great summary there. Why does this episode exist? We did not need another goddamn Gloom episode. That's what I was thinking about this, too. That was my initial thought. We've already got Gloom before, right? With the fire? was yes, that Yes, yeah. Okay. So is this more for... I think this episode's more for Bulbasaur, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea.
2: If it wasn't a Gloom, what other grass-type Pokemon could have filled in instead?
0: Oddish? BioGloom hasn't had a big role. Oh, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Hmm. Um, What other grass-types are there? I guess Weeping Bell and Victory Bell belong to James, not that. Well, we really haven't had a Weeping Bell episode. We have a Weeping Bell. Ooh, Bulbasaur and Weeping Bell. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. There's not really
2: a whole (laughs) lot of options in these early episodes. We only have a limited amount of pokemon to work with
1: yeah and like i said the title is just weird to me it just doesn't really fit i guess it's good rhyming but doesn't really fit all right anyway let's kick it off here so make room for gloom as alex was talking about earlier we see ash and pikachu and they're asleep while misty i can't remember what misty's doing misty's doing something brock is cooking and ash is sitting there asleep so he's definitely in training mode so i guess the big kahuna thing didn't really inspire him too much but anyway, he gets woken up by Mimi, who is sitting there <laughs> brushing him in the broom with a face. Again, that gag is never going to get old, right?
2: Yeah, first it was the vacuum cleaner, and now it's the broom.
0: Yeah. I wrote Mimey isn't sucking ash. He's sweeping him. Isn't sucking ash? He's not sucking ash.
2: Okay.
0: Does that happen? <laughs> Did I miss something?
2: It happened in one of the other episodes <laughs> where Ash is woken up by Mimi putting a vacuum cleaner on his face.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, we all made that joke. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that was my hilarious blowjob callback joke. Okay, moving on. All right, so <laughs> Ash is not getting
1: woken up to any
0: sexual acts.
1: Instead, he gets awoken and heads downstairs to go help with or go eat some breakfast that Brock's preparing because Brock's the cook.
2: Can we just talk about, really quick, I just want to interject, can we talk about how good a friend Brock is? I mean, first of all, you know, he's in he's a guest in Delia's house, for one thing. But he's there with his apron he's in the kitchen he's helping out ash's mom he's cooking his friends a really good breakfast and he cares about them so much and i feel like ash does just not appreciate this effort at all that's a good friend that'll freaking cook for you in your own house just saying
1: tracy wouldn't do that no yeah Fuck tracy (laughs) nobody cares about him oh yeah he's a good friend and this is kind of like his motherly instinct coming out. You can kind of see like how he took care of his other brothers and sisters. So that's kind. Of, I think that's like a callback to just say, you know, Brock is definitely a very good caregiver to say the least.
2: Yeah. So I don't want to hear any more Brock hate up in here.
1: This is a pro Brock episode. I yeah, think. it is very pro Brock. I'll just keep quiet.
0: Okay. I feel this like it's actually, probably... like, <laughs> actually was actually a pretty good episode for Brock. Was, yeah, <laughs> we're you gonna really get really
2: into Brock. a debate about this at the end. I'm sure, but I okay. I thought Brock was wronged in this episode but i'll get to there later
1: yes uh so moving on here we see ash come down and then his mom immediately kind of asks him to help with chores of the house which i don't think is kind of unreasonable i think he should kind of help his mom out but instead him and his friends they just kind of take off because uh the garden i guess she has a hell of a garden because she asked for like a lot of fertilizer and all this stuff and ash just says you know we're not doing that we're just gonna go run away into the woods can I say the quote? Yes. That, that was my quote the episode, but I, I go for it. i oh, damn it. You go okay. for it. You just go
0: for it. Well, at first, Delia's like, can you help me in the garden? You think Ash is being a little dick by being like, uh, nope, we're gone. Bye. They don't even eat the Brock's breakfast he made for them.
2: Yeah, rude.
0: Yeah. But then Delia pulls out a cart. She says, could you pick up three or four hundred pounds of fertilizer for me? Which I don't know fertilizer. I don't know gardening. I don't know how that works, but it does seem excessive for them to carry all that through the miles of woods
1: that's why i said so she, i don't know
0: she has a hell of a garden because 300 400 pounds that how would they carry it they would literally have to carry the sacks i guess they've
2: got it's, onyx but then again onyx only weighs 436 pounds so <laughs> yeah the
0: fertilizer <laughs> would be heavier than him
1: <laughs> that's a really good point oh goodness i don't know too much about gardening but that seems like really excessive for fertilizer unless the soil was this bag i'm
2: trying to think of like if you go down to the local nursery and you get a bag of fertilizer i would think what one bag is probably 50 pounds maybe like one bag or maybe less i don't know i I don't know a lot about gardening either but three to four hundred pounds of fertilizer is quite a lot
1: unless she's just trying to stock up so she doesn't have to go back out to this place but anyway, so we go from that. here's mom asks for a ridiculous amount of fertilizer. They just say, no, we're leaving. They run off into the woods, and they arrive after going, you know, navigating the way through to a greenhouse. Ash kind of talks about how it's closed and the owner abandoned it, but his mom just asked
0: for fertilizer from this place. mm we must have had the new owner take charge while ash was out, out in Kanto. okay that's what i was thinking that's okay, what i assume that
2: doesn't make any sense though can i just interject really quick please because later explain on it. we get i know he says he makes some kind of comment about the the owner like leaving or something but later on the the main girl who you know is our problem of the day person that we're solving the issue for says to brock that this nursery has been in her family for generations
0: is it possible it was closed for a brief time before i guess she was assigned to be the manager
2: possibly i, I you know oh. what let's not think too hard about yeah. it because
0: maybe they had to wait for her to get older
1: for her to take it over
2: well where are the parents i mean
1: oh you see we'll get
0: into that the parents probably aren't there i mean the plants in this place are ridiculous whoa, 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 whoa. did we just get a plant the parents are dead and they're Chopped up and grown into plants. Theory is that what just happened? No, what? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. She <laughs> mentioned. <wasn't>
2: okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she mentions her parents because, like, in the present tense, like she says, and I know I'm skipping way ahead, and I apologize, but she says something like, you know, I wish that I could be a better daughter. So clearly, I mean, it. I thought, in my opinion, I thought her family was still alive, but
0: okay, okay, okay. Anyway,
2: I... I know I'm skipping ahead. I'm,
1: let's. It's okay. Go back. Let's. Uh it on rewind for a second and let's go back to them seeing the greenhouse and it is called i have no idea it's like xanadu xanadu Z- Z- <laughs> xanadu nursery Xanadu. Yes. okay so it's called xanadu nursery and they walk up to it hey and there's an attendant there in the supposedly closed down greenhouse that ash wasn't aware of and he he's carrying what is it he's got something it's like a watering hose or something i guess for the plants flamethrower a flame i think thrower. it's a
2: flamethrower
1: okay oh maybe they're having ptsd from the other gloom episode that's what's going on here anyway we find out that it is just a garden hose that is just strapped to his back and then he introduces himself as vampire potter (laughs) oh my god! (laughs) oh my gosh oh
2: boy i I didn't see that coming oh my god good job jacob
0: just took a bow potter (laughs) one thing i noted about vampire potter was he had tracy's voice (laughs) Did he really? Yes. Uh, It did sense. Yeah.
2: He's on standby for his role as Tracy. God help us all.
1: Tracy has many personalities.
2: This guy was largely useless in my opinion, but anyway, I digress.
1: Yeah, this guy, he just, they kind of meet him and he just talks about how he, something he states he wants to be a Pokemon trainer and he likes grass type Pokemon. That's kind of why he's there. He kind of gives him like an overview of the greenery. Like, oh, you know, this is, he he doesn't warn him about the dangerous plants, but he says, hey, you know, this is, our greenhouse, and then we see Ash kind of goes, "Hey, there's plants here. Maybe my plant type Pokemon ho- or grass type Pokemon will like this." And he throws Bulbasaur out there, and Bulbasaur kind of just he takes a liking to the place, of course. Then we pan <laughs> over to Brock, who Brock is talking about, "Hey, I saw a, a girl earlier. I can't even. What's
0: her? Florinda?
2: Florinda. Florinda.
0: Florinda showers. Oh my god. What is it? Florinda showers. Oh, that sounds like okay. a
2: adult film star name.
0: Ooh." Mm. Anyway. Why she should be doing that instead of, oh, so. n- of running the greenhouse if she's so incompetent, apparently?
2: Well, they do have some very aphrodisiac-type flowers planted all around. Yeah. Something happens to Bulbasaur.
1: Yeah, Bulbasaur, you know, is, like you said, is frolicking here. He goes up to a plant and sniffs it, and then he, like, you know, is like horny as all get-out. He's, like, ready to go at it with something.
2: He's completely overtaken by lustful feelings, I guess.
1: Yes. Vampire Potter gave him
0: a love potion. Hey yo. Yes. <laughs> okay, they said it's nib. They said it's specifically like catnip, so I don't think he's.
2: You know what? I don't. Look at the
0: fuck. I've got <laughs> two
2: cats here at home, and we have given the cats catnip before, and let me tell you, they just get kind of hyper and energetic. They don't get all like. Whatever the hell was going on with Bulbasaur, like, he got the blush all over his face and he was very, like, woo, in, like, this hazy emotion, you know, rubbing all over the ground and everything. Like, I don't think that that's what Catnip does. Like, mm. at least for the cats that we have, they just get really, like, high, like, crazy eyes and they get all, like, twitchy and they start running around with bushy tails. I mean, they kind of get all amped up, not in this, like, haze of, like...
0: Maybe it was, like, pokey ecstasy instead?
2: I'm pretty sure it was more like pokey ecstasy.
0: Yeah.
1: I think so. Yeah, like, he gets really blush racing and starts kind of, like, just going crazy and rubbing himself all over everything. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
2: God, it reminds me of that Family Guy episode. Did you guys ever see that clip? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Where Peter takes the ecstasy, and I'm oh like, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway.
1: Anyway, like we said, uh, I guess Bulbasaur gets on some E, and starts just wandering aimlessly and he goes to a plant and I guess he's about to sniff it and then hey look at the, the girl we were talking about earlier, Florinda Showers, she appears and says hey 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 that's plant that causes paralysis don't sniff that thing. Which this, this kind of goes back to what I was thinking about earlier with like this potter guy not being a very good like keeper. Unless he was just trying to get rid of Ash and them. He doesn't warn them at all that there's like these dangerous plants or like there's stuff in there that could potentially kill them. He kind of just lets them wander around.
0: There was no signage or anything. No.
2: Well, you know what? Florinda also, to your point, Jacob, she doesn't jump in until after the fact. Bulbasaur has already sniffed this plant when she then jumps out and she's like, don't sniff it. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? That would have been nice to know five minutes ago. Not now when he's already like paralyzed on the ground. Incompetence abounds.
1: Bulbasaur's already been struck by paralysis. Ash is like a centimeter away from getting
0: it. I don't want to defend Florinda because I hate her. <laughs> but I mean admittedly she wasn't there. She happened upon it as it was happening. What could she do?
2: Not she have not it in
0: time. Why
2: do you even have that plant though? What is the purpose of it?
0: I don't to make her gloom sniff it. I don't know.
1: Whatever.
2: <laughs> to build
0: up a resistance. It's like Yeah. It's like taking
1: snake venom to just kind of like build up a tolerance.
2: Well, thank god for gloom because it saves Bulbasaur.
1: Yeah, this is when uh, we got to make room for Gloom here. Because, like I said, Bulbasaur's experiencing some paralysis. And I guess they go back to, like, a, I guess, uh, I don't know, a place where you take sick Pokemon in a greenhouse. Her giant ass house. Yeah. Next to the greenhouse. Oh, yeah. They take her, take them there. I forgot about her being super rich. And then we see Gloom kind of, like, secrete some, like,
2: oh god,
1: milky <laughs> white substance into Bulbasaur's mouth. Stop hmm that's what it does though i mean like, i I'm, know but i'm, I'm, I'm describing <laughs> it as that's how it happens and there's a reason why later that that doesn't
0: come up again I'll, I'll just remind everyone this is a male gloom because the female glooms have a different pattern on their petals
2: oh my god you're right
0: <laughs> that's a i did not notice that is a great <laughs> point
2: so this gloom had the speckles versus the singular dots right the speckles are the male gloom and then the the singular dots is the female gloom.
0: I mean, I actually think it's supposed to be a female gloom because that didn't exist yet, but uh, it's funnier that way. Yep. Yeah, that is funny. Let's funnier. just
2: go with that because it's funny.
0: Milky white substance. So theoretically, only male glooms could cure stun stem with the milky white sure. substance. Bulbasaur's acquired a taste for that stun stem antidote, and Ooh. he wants some more, yeah. not gloom.
2: He falls in love with it.
0: Yeah,
1: he does. After he's cured... Bulbasaur walks up to Gloom and goes, hey, hey, thank you very much. And they start getting a little bondy, getting a little leafy with each other. After we see them get a little leafy, we see Florinda start talking to Brock and how difficult it is for her to train and run the family, or the Z- Z- I can never say it. Xanadu. <laughs> Xanadu. It sounds like Xanax. Xanadu Nursery. And then Potter chimes in and starts telling him how Florinda has even tried to evolve Gloom with this leaf stone that's there. But to no avail, she can't evolve this gloom. And then, out of nowhere, oh, I don't know, I don't know how he
2: oh, my got God. there or what <laughs>
1: what the hell is going on here. But Oak, Oak appears.
2: He's just there in the living room. Yeah,
1: he just happened he's to be in at this big house. House. <laughs> home He's, <laughs> he's in himself
2: home. in. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, walks up. "I know why you have a problem and why the gloom can't evolve. It's because the leaf stone is a fake." Dun, dun, dun Does he touch <laughs> it,
1: or does he just look at it and know it's fake? He picks it up. He picks it up, okay. He picks it up, and then immediately we know that, hey, this is a fake, like Alex said, a fake greenstone, or,
0: or, yeah, leafstone. <laughs> Apparently, Oak has been receiving reports of fake evolutionary stone sales, so he's come to investigate.
2: Why is he getting fake, rep- like, the investigative reports? Like, what? I don't get it.
0: I guess we're to assume here
1: that Florinda contacted him first and said, hey, oh. this leafstone... Doesn't work, and then he was like, okay, I'm going to come check it out because I've been hearing some rumors, and I guess that's how this... On. Why do we... I don't know why we have to tie this together each episode, but we, we, <laughs> we do...
0: Maybe Potter let him in. Did we see where he was? I don't.
1: This episode should this like podcast just be called like "Filling the Gaps in Pokemon: Answering the Questions You've Always Wondered."
2: I like it better thinking that Oak just like let himself in, or better, he just sort of materialized. He just popped into reality. Boop, just appeared like a weed sprouts up. Boop.
1: That's a good analogy with the weed popping up too. I like that one. But anyway, we yeah, he just kind of appears there and says, "Like we talked about, oh, it's fake." And then Florinda describes, like, the man with the hair like there, the girl with the hair like that, and there's a cat or Meowth that talk like that. She'd put some weird rhyme together to describe Team Rocket, and then the Twerps instantly know, like, hey, Team Rocket's around here doing some mischief. And of course they are, because the next scene we pan over and we see Team Rocket in the greenhouse, and they're searching for rare Pokemon to steal. We don't see any other evolutionary Stones with them, so that's probably their last product that they sold to Florinda.
0: Yeah, where does Team Rocket have the time to do this? They haven't they have set up like a fake evolution stone ring off screen at some point. Okay.
1: Like I said, it's we're, we're filling the gap. We're filling the gaps here. Somewhere in between. Sure. They they got some underground black market stone thing going. <sighs> anyway, we see they, they arrive to that plant that p- paralyzed Bulbasaur. And they're like, hey, you know, we should uh take this and then give it to Giovanni. So he can use it to capture other Pokemon or whatever.
0: Admittedly, a good idea for them.
1: Yeah, that's actually a pretty decent idea. And like I said, that's a very dangerous plant to have there. And there's no signage or anything. Somehow Team Rocket just knows this is stun stem, too.
2: No, there is a sign. There, there is, is a sign?
1: sign. They oh, do read okay. it.
2: Yeah, it says stun stem or whatever it's called. You know, beware, blah, blah, blah. And
0: So the twerp just missed the sign. Got it. Okay. No,
2: this is Ash we're talking about. That's you know, true. He, he can't read or anything. So. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> the
0: same thing. can't read. Oh, but anyway, Team
1: Rocket's there and... They decide they're gonna take the stun stem and oh look at this they trigger an alarm
2: okay here's a question
1: yeah go ahead i've been waiting for
2: this whole part to come up all these people just keep breaking into the the greenhouse like oak appears or whatever and now team rocket's there but somehow they don't have an alarm for people actually entering they have it to where they can see or sense when people pick the plants themselves because that's what goes off it's the the plant alarm that only got tripped when they started picking the stun stem Not actually having them get inside the greenhouse, which, whatever.
0: I mean, if it's a place of business, it makes sense for people to, like, come in and out.
2: Okay. How could you possibly have an alarm system...
0: That, I don't know.
2: You know, tied to them harvesting the plants. I'm overthinking it.
0: Yeah, we are. (laughs) I think
1: we are. (laughs) It's like they just have the alarm there for, I guess, the bad plants. I don't know. It's the plot device alarm. It's going off. Florinda shows up, and she tries to, like, talk to Team Rocket, but then Bulbasaur ties them up. Then we see Meowth, because we forgot about him, we should have tied him up with Jesse and James. But he releases a bomb made out of the pollen from Stun stem and causes everyone to be paralyzed, to, like, a certain degree. Like, some people can still move a little bit and talk, but, like I said, it varied for our characters, but they're basically paralyzed right now, and Brock... Sees Florinda, who's above... She's kind of like in this like bridge thing and is above the stun stem because spores can only reach a certain height because they don't spread that far. And we see her, Brock, persuade her to, Hey, use your gloom. Fight them. Beat them. And, of course, she's scared because, I mean, Hey, f- like we said, she's a sucky trainer and this gloom's useless. But it turns out, hey, it's not. Florinda tells gloom to go into battle and it fights Arbok and Weezing and uses a double team and um what else does it use? It's a, a solar, solar beam, beam. too. Solar beam. Yeah, and it sends Team Rocket blasting through the greenhouse and saves the day. So, hey, <laughs> this <I> gloom, <laughs> yeah, this gloom's kind of pretty good here.
2: Can I just say that I love her explanation for how she has taught this gloom solar beam? Go ahead. She's like what else can I make it do? She's in the battle. She's like, what else can I make Gloom do? I, I No, solar beam, Brock. Is that a good move to use? And Brock is like dumbfounded by this because he's like, oh my God, solar Beam's the most powerful grass type move there is. She's like, well, I just saw it in a magazine and I thought, well, why not teach Gloom solar beam? <laughs> I'm sorry. Apparently I'm the only one that got a kick out of that. No, I
1: did. I think it's, it's like she's good but unaware like she has no one there to kind of like confirm that she knows or is doing a good job that's why she's yeah, not well, that's potter's why she useless, she's useless apparently so yeah potter's potter's just there which this next part just oh my anyway. god
2: so they beat team rocket they course. beat team
1: rocket and before you know we get to that part the paralysis that each of our twerps had is cured by gloom's antidote we don't see them get the liquid like secreted in their mouth so either like It would not be a G rated show without that. Yeah, I was about to say that's either Florinda has like some stored up somewhere or we just it just happened off camera, whatever. Anyway, they're cured. Then we see Florinda starts walking around and she comes up to Brock. And then Brock starts talking to her about hey, she's actually a really good trainer, she treats her gloom well. And then Florinda starts going to this like soliloquy of like, oh, this would be a beautiful greenhouse to share the person i love with or whatever like she's kind of like leading brock on here that hey you know i'm in love with you but guess what oh <laughs> that is not the case florinda then turns around leaving brock and heads over to potter and confesses her love for potter
2: i thought this whole part was him like dreaming it it was, he was like hallucinating slash daydreaming it it wasn't really her talking to him
0: it was residuals yeah to
2: it wasn't he was just imagining this happening she was not actually talking to him
1: oh so he's on pokey nip when this is going yes on. oh okay okay anyway florinda it turns out hey she's not in love with brock she's in love with uh vampire potter <laughs> brock hits the floor again being rejected and then miss we hear misty kind of saying what we've been thinking this whole time hey ash you still haven't started training for the pokemon league and the episode ends with
0: that
2: yeah, uh, what, was, what was our overall thoughts about, like, Florinda and her depressive?
0: Yeah, we didn't really get into her at all, because I was waiting for the LVP MVP.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> we can save it th- for that. We
0: can, yeah. I was just like, this Austin, was it you at the beginning that says, like, why does this episode exist? I mean, it, it's a filler in the biggest sense of the word, and that we don't need another Gloom episode already. We'd, we're fine on that front.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I We've already had,
0: I don't know what the point of this is, really. Unless it's for Brock. Maybe we're doing it
1: for Brock.
2: Maybe it's to show that, you know, not everything is all sunshine and roses in the Pokemon world and that there's people with real mental health issues, because I feel like Florinda has a lot of pent-up
1: Yeah, okay. Let's emotions. do it. Let's get into it. Let's okay. Let's you know talk about her. I did the randomizer, and it so happens to be, Austin, you are first, followed by myself. Okay. And then go Alex, for so it. Go for it, Austin. All Give right. us the run down. All right, I'm
0: going to get the others out of the way first. First of all, my MVP for this episode, it's 100% Ash because Ash had some fucking <laughs> zingers and burns in this one. He was
2: Yeah, he did have some good lines in this one.
0: He was a full-on sassy Ash this entire episode.
2: Sassy Ash.
0: Yep, and I'm going to get I there's two to choose from really, but I'll go with the Oh, one I know which one you're
2: going to pick. Which I mean? one do you
0: think I'm going to pick?
2: Is it when they see Florinda for the yes, first
0: time? oh one. god. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take the other one. So, okay. Oh, okay. The other one is, well once he burns Misty, once he burns Brock. The Brock one is Brock saying, rejected by the one girl I love. I'll never find another one like her again. (laughs) And Ash says, don't worry, Brock. You'll find plenty of other girls to reject you. Come on. Let's go get the flowers for my mom and go home.
2: Oh, I love that. That was great.
0: (laughs) So I'm full on Ash's team this one. My LVP will be Florinda Showers.
2: Wait, is her real name Florinda Showers? Or did you just come up with that?
0: No, I didn't come up with that. It was on Wikipedia.
2: Wait, her real okay, when did they ever say her last name? Uh I this whole time I really thought that you just made that up. I
0: did too. I thought you made it up. I was like, man, that's really clever. <laughs> that's pretty <Okay>. good. <laughs> it might be from the manga. Okay. Manga? Is it manga or manga?
2: manga, right? I've Pokemon, been manga. Pokemon, who cares?
1: It's Haname and Manga.
2: Tom Ato, Tom Otto.
0: So Florinda,
2: let's talk about Florinda.
0: I understand that you, you know, you have confidence issues and you know that's a very real thing and that's hard to deal with. We all have been there some more than others. <laughs> <laughs> However, Florinda, there's a there's such a thing as taking it too far. <laughs> There's such a thing as wallowing in self-pity and roping random people you don't even know into your pity parties when you are an adult and you need to know better by this point. Do we get age of her?
2: I don't think she's really that much older than them. Maybe I like assume she
0: was 18. She's 16, running a business. 16, 17, 18. Well this, is the, well, this is Pokemon, though. If she's a minor, then I kind of am less harsh on her. But I'm going to assume she's an adult because I hate her.
2: <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
0: All right, she's just going on and on and on about like, oh, I'm a failure as a trainer because I can't get my Gloom to evolve, and I used the Leaf Stone and it didn't work, and oh my God, because I'm a failure of a trainer, that therefore means I'm a failure as a business owner and unable to manage this place of business because I don't know my Leaf Stone didn't work, and that oh life is just so miserable for me. I'm the worst. I'm the worst daughter. I'm the worst trainer, and I'm just the worst. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, girl goddamn rich house little girl had never had a single problem in her goddamn life shut up
2: austin i can see the Ooh. vein popping out of your forehead jesus <laughs> do you have she a...
0: drove me up the wall i hated her
1: <laughs> do you have video of austin what what alex do you, do you actually see him on the screen right
0: now yeah okay I, I don't have video of austin
2: oh well now he's gone oh now he's i back. turned
0: it off and i turned it back on i don't have him <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> probably when i got, lost my connection there a while back I thought you couldn't see him. I was like, man, that's pretty. Your good.
2: Your rage yeah. completely cut your yeah. video feed. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was failing a lot. God. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, girl. You got the resources to ha- solve your shit. You don't need to be telling this to random people you don't know. Calm the hell down. And then, okay, Jacob. <laughs> She's a martyr. She's playing the martyr. Girl. Yes, it's the martyr effect. You're just irritating people or you're not doing anything of any benefit to anyone you are making a self-fulfilling prophecy by being such an annoying little whiny girl that you're not well i guess a young woman that ah i hate her
2: Alright. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Damn, okay. okay.
0: I also want to say I hate that she just announces that she's in love with Potter. Not Potter, do you want to go on a date because I'm feeling confident after I beat Team Rocket. Not Potter, Um, I like you. How do you feel about me? She just says, I'm in love with you. And he says, I'm in love with you too. And I'm thinking, Florinda, you are Potter's boss. You can't just go around announcing your love for him. That's unethical. Sorry, that's the last thing I have to say about Florinda.
2: Wow, there's some strong feelings about Florinda.
0: So you think she's doing it on purpose with the pity party? I don't I think she's doing her pity party on purpose because she wants affirmations and for people to pay attention to her. I don't think she's fully aware of what she's doing. However, she's still doing it and it's very worthless and useless and waste of everyone's time. <laughs> it's not a healthy way to work on your confidence. Not at all. Alex, do you have anything to say? <sighs>
2: I don't Alex, know. Do you have
0: anything to say?
2: Do I really <laughs> want to get into this? I disagree with you. I I feel like I see a lot of of me in Florinda. I really resonate with Florinda. I I also am somebody, you know, full disclosure that struggles with self confidence issues and things don't always go very well, and so I, I tend to get very emotional about stuff, and this past year has been a very trying time, well, for me, for everybody, but in some ways more than others, so I don't know. I was feeling very kindred with Florinda this episode. I was like, you know, she's feeling very down and depressed. You know, this, she's got a lot of responsibility. Nobody seems to be helping her. You know, she feels like she can't do anything right at every turn. You know, she's got nobody to lean on, and she's just feeling very, you know worthless and a failure and i was like wow i feel i feel like i can relate to florinda a lot but then i started thinking about when i (laughs) when i complained to austin and i try to pour out my feelings and everything he's like shut the fuck up alex you need to be more confident blah 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 so i was feeling very like this was a brock slash well i don't know austin's not as should i even say this (laughs) no
0: say it say it say it (laughs) You got to now.
2: Brock is more like, he's, I don't know if Brock is doing Florinda any favors by leaning into this. Austin, on the other hand, no. is... No, he
0: is not leaning, you do not lean into that. You don't accept that behavior. No. Sorry, go on.
2: Austin is more tough love. He's more tough love and not like, oh, Florinda, don't worry, you're the best at everything and I'll help you and all this stuff. You know, picking up her mess kind of thing, but... I don't know on the one hand I do agree with you Austin in a way you know it's not a healthy way to express yourself obviously sitting there and boohooing that oh I'm so useless and pathetic and I can't do anything right is not going to solve your problem you have to actually make steps to fix things and put action you know words into action kind of thing but still I feel like I know I can I know where Florinda's coming from with her emotions is all
0: yeah. I think my main problem was she's, like, announcing this to total strangers, like, in a crowd scene. I mean, well, she like, has nobody else.
2: She has nobody else. And so I don't blame her for reaching out to where where she can. It's
1: the it's the frequency, I think. Because it's like, you know, everyone kind of goes through those titbits, But this is, like, the first thing you know about her is that, like, she doesn't believe in herself. Like, it's the first character trait that you get revealed about this person. Not like, you know, she runs this nursery or anything like that or any other background. She immediately announces it to whoever her audience happens to be at that time.
2: I feel like a real look into, you know, not everybody can be as self-assured and confident as, like, the Ashes of the world and the Victors and the Jans and the AJs and all these people that we've come across that basically have no mental health issues and they're good at everything they do and they you know, have this self-confidence. They're not afraid or, or anything. So yes, perhaps Florinda has an exaggerated, you know, sense of like self-loathing and, and these feelings of worthlessness and everything. But I think that's just to highlight like the two, like the duality of it. You know, you got your really self-assured people on the one side and you got your really self-confidence lacking people on the other side. It's not a perfect world in the Pokemon universe. There are people out there that struggle with feelings of self-worth and you know, we can't all be good at everything.
0: Yeah, save it for three in the morning when you're crying yourself to sleep tonight. Like, I, we all do. We
1: all Florinda. do. Florinda,
0: You do. I mean, what? What? what, 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 what? Mine's, like, around 3.30. But, yeah,
1: three. Oh, okay. pretty close.
2: I clearly am on my own over here with how I feel about Florinda, but...
0: No, and I'm obviously exaggerating my reactions <laughs> to this, as I do. But, still yes i do agree with you i agree with
2: you that you know it's not a healthy way to express yourself clearly you know she but i feel like she just needs help she just needs somebody that's gonna listen to her and take a real interest in her and you know honestly what the fuck, potter i mean he's like the (laughs) only one who's around to see this and what has he done apparently nothing because she's still deep down in her like depressive episode so he's not a very good supportive person is he
0: he's scared they're in love with each other yeah
2: yeah, if he's so in love with her, then he should have been recognizing this and helping her grow as a person and not letting her stew in her own self loathing hell. I think I just found a new LVP anyway.
1: Mm hmm. Oh, no, no keep, keep keep your original.
2: I don't even know where we were. I'm sorry. I don't we either. got so yeah. derailed. Austin,
1: did you. What did Austin do? Austin did his quote, right? you do your quote? <laughs> yes, I did everything. I'm done. You did your. Okay, okay. Character analysis. You won't get anywhere else, folks. Give us a five star rating.
2: Yeah, exactly. Who did you even say?
0: Oh, I said Ash for MVP, and I gave one of his quotes, and I said Florinda for LVP. Got it,
2: got it. Okay, that's how we got onto this.
0: So
1: then, I guess it is my turn. Let me make sure, because
2: real stop. talk. Alex, on. I forgot the order. we
1: just have a? Did we just have a fight, Alex?
2: Did we? Have- <laughs> no, I think we had a healthy discussion.
1: Okay. All right. I'm gonna pass around the feelings ball. <laughs> Alex, you have it. You are free to express yourself. Austin, you cannot interject. Go.
2: What? Wait, is it really my turn?
1: No, it's my turn. Oh, I have, I have the feelings ball. Let me. Tell no, did I we? F-
2: I don't think we had a fight. I think we just had a a discussion.
0: Do we want to have a fight? No. I can moderate. I could be the mediator. I think Benedict Cumberbatch was not the right casting choice for Doctor Strange.
2: I agreed with you earlier when we were talking about this.
0: <laughs> Should have been oh, Bruce didn't. Willis.
2: <laughs> I told you that. I gave you alternatives. Bruce Willis. What the hell?
1: Yeah, Bruce Willis would have be been perfect. Die Hard. Are you kidding me? That'd no be way. perfect, Doctor Strange. As Doctor Strange. Yeah, perfect.
2: Okay, here's what Hayden we were talking about. No, he's too broody. I mean Doctor Strange is kind of broody, but he's too young. Who? Hayden Christensen.
0: Oh. Luke Skywalker. No, no. no.
2: Okay, let's derail for a second. We were talking about I don't even know how we got on this. We were talking about
0: Okay, let's go. (laughs) You can't
2: bring up okay, that's the thing though. We're an audio based podcast. You can't bring up half like half discussions because the audience has no context clearly. We were talking about I don't know how we got on the topic of Doctor Strange. Oh, I think I said I've been feeling Doctor Strange lately, like, after was we watched, a, what, Jacob, sorry.
1: Was that, like, a joke, or did you, like, you feel like watching it?
2: I mean, just in general, like.
1: Oh, I, I thought it was a play on words, like, I'm feeling strange, like, I'm feeling Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the ultimate fangirl here. I like,
2: <laughs> no, I mean, Austin's not a huge fan of Doctor Strange, but. Really? Well, like, Spider-Man, you know, there's a connection between, we just watched the Spider-Man movie, and obviously, Multiverse of Madness ties into that, and whatever so we were talking about you know who would be a good Doctor Strange because Austin's not a huge fan of Benedict Cumberbatch as the casting choice for Doctor Strange and I originally felt like that but now I feel like he's kind of grown on me a little bit and it's hard it was hard for me to picture anybody else because originally before it was announced that he was going to be Doctor Strange we were discussing who would be a good choice for it and I think originally what we said Antonio Banderas or something and just other actors and we were going down the list of like who would be if it wasn't Benedict Cumberbatch who would it be And I think I said, I brought up Jude Law or something. Jude Law would be a really good.
1: That would actually.
2: Doctor Strange. And, but then Austin reminded me, and I had forgotten about this. He did appear in Captain Marvel as one of the characters, so he obviously couldn't be Doctor Strange.
1: Oh, Hmm. okay.
2: But no, I agreed with you earlier, Austin, because, or we agreed, you know, Doctor Strange, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch being like, okay. And was he my first choice? No, but now it's hard to picture him as anybody else. Like, so I wouldn't call that an argument or. anything
1: when it comes to the casting stuff for these movies i don't have like any i didn't like read any doctor strange comic books so i didn't know like his personality for the books so i just kind of figured they would kind of base it off that if they did anything And i think he's he's doing a pretty good job benedict
2: yeah i don't have any um context for him either you know i never read comic books it wasn't like i was i'm not outraged or anything you know i don't care one way or the other i think he's made a fine doctor strange so
0: far i'm really apathetic more than anything
2: I mean, it's just whatever. It's I don't, I neither really like it or I really hate it. It's just what it is. And then I brought up, like, I always picture, I don't know, for whatever reason, I always picture Hugo Weaving as, like, characters. Because I said, if there was ever a Spider-Man movie that there was Morlin as a villain, that it should be Hugo Weaving. But he, he can't be because he was already Red Skull. So, but I was also picturing him as possibly Doctor Strange,
0: too. <laughs> Keanu Reeves as Thoughts? No okay no (laughs) all
1: right mvp lvp (laughs) all right mvp mvp all righty so i'm gonna give my my mvp for this episode to gloom for having the antidote to the stun stem hooray for you and then i'm gonna give my lvp to vampire potter the main reason a lot of the reason alex what she said earlier added on to it but then like for him not like warning ash and them about like the killer plants and like everything else that's there just like, you know, kind of wandering around, you know, these kids walk in, we assume if they're in of adult age, like Potter and Lorinda, they probably should have warned the kids who are going to be too dumb to read the signs that, hey, you know, those are, those cause your hands to fall off. Those make you paralyzed and Damn. those make your eyes shut permanently. So stay away from them. <laughs> Is that what happened to Brock? Yeah,
0: thanks.
2: So. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that you meant dying. Like, your eyes shut permanently. Like, that was a melodramatic way to say that you've died.
0: That's what happened to
1: Jan. Oh.
2: Oh, my God.
1: And Florinda's parents, maybe.
2: You know, I was getting a whole Mask of the Red Death vibe with the spores. And then what was her face? Melanie or whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, Melanie.
0: There's always a callback. Yeah. Just to wait for the sequel to that story that is all about Florinda and Potter.
2: Oh, I can't wait.
0: Sounds saucy.
2: I think Melanie stowed away on Jan's ship, and then when he was out to sea, she came out from the, you know, underneath the deck and murdered him and then threw his body overboard.
0: See, I think she was hanging on to Jan's surfboard. She was under in the water, <laughs> like, <laughs> with, like, scuba gear on. <laughs> and when he was out to sea, she just comes up with a knife. and. Ah!
2: Yeah.
1: See, mine, um... My, like, thing is going to be, like, I guess Jan's there, and Florinda's there, and Jan leaves Florinda, and then Florinda goes, starts this greenhouse that her parents offer her to try to, like, make her feel better, and so things are going, like, she's really melancholy, like, right now, but then, like, she finds Potter, but that doesn't bring her happiness, so then she gets addicted to Stun Stem antidote, and just, like, kind of goes off the rails there, and then that's where my story would pick up.
2: Why is it that all the grass chicks in the Pokemon world are crazy? Erica is a lunatic. Melanie's a lunatic. Florinda's a lunatic. They're all grass girls and they're all crazy.
0: It's the grass. I think everyone's crazy. It's the grass. Yeah. Well, like Sabrina was crazy. That's true. Too. Literally every other person they've met other than Victor has been crazy. Very yeah. true.
2: Well, you know, Victor was kind of crazy in his own way.
0: That's true. He's addicted,
1: definitely. He gave up his whole life for that wave.
2: Yeah. Risking his life for anyway. a stupid flag. Anyway.
1: My quote. My quote is one made by uh, by Florinda, and I guess she's, like, oh, lamenting or something here. I think she says it to Brock. She goes, I'm not fit to run this nursery by myself. And I was like, what the hell? What is Potter doing? Are you doing everything here? That made me just think of, like, questioning how, like, is Potter supposed to even be there? Is he volunteering? Is he an employee? See, this is how little she even values Potter. That's what I was thinking, too, from what you were talking about earlier. I was like.
2: Well, she's in love with him.
1: She doesn't even count that he's, like, Contributing to the greenhouse. So I found that quote very odd for someone in love to make.
2: Florinda just needs help. She just needs a nice therapist. Anyway, that's my stuff. God, have we derailed enough yet in this whole conversation?
1: I think Winona, what's her name? Winona Ryder. What's her name? Winder?
2: What? Winona Winona Ryder?
0: Yeah, she'd make a good Florinda. They made this movie. I think she. Oh, got a live a action cast. Florinda. That's, that's for the Netflix series. Yeah. Can we write the Netflix series? I feel like we would do a good job of it. We're already
1: doing it here. They just take our audio and like plug it in there. We're filling a whole bunch of holes here. <laughs> Adding a bunch of subplot that's unnecessary. It's great.
2: That's what we do here on this podcast: is come up with crazy theories. Okay, I've completely lost track of where we were. Did anybody say Brock for MVP?
0: Mm-mm. No.
2: Okay, I'm gonna give it to Brock. I thought about it. I thought about giving it to Florinda just because I was empathizing with her so much. But I think Brock deserves a shout out here because, you know, he was really trying. It seemed like nobody else has helped this girl so far. He's the only one to take an interest, you know, maybe, you know, starting off for selfish reasons, you know, as Brock does. But it really seemed like, you know, his whole Pokemon breeding, Pokemon doctor, you know, aspiration kind of came out because he really seemed to genuinely care about her and her Pokemon and like helping her be a good trainer and grow and, and do the things that she needs to do to become better for herself and for Gloom too, I guess. But, and then he really thought that there was a connection there. You know, she was pouring her heart out to him and telling him about her family and how she was a failure and how she felt and he gave her this really inspiring motivational speech and turns out he was hallucinating the whole time but i don't know i felt like poor brock you know he really did try he really cared and he got rejected by his own mind because he was hallucinating but this was a good episode for Brock. he's he's i don't know he's had a bad track record these past couple episodes with the stupid comments that he's made but this was a good one for him i thought
1: he deserves mvp intolerable. for me intolerable intolerable <laughs> for this episode <laughs> yeah, good for you good for you brock
2: yeah, and, and plus, you know what? In the beginning, he was making his friend's breakfast. I mean, come on, that's a good friend. Like I said, you know, not a lot of friends would do that. Wake up in your, you know, as a guest in your own house and cook your breakfast for you. And I feel like he's very unappreciated by Misty and Ash. Anyway, um, LVP uh, clearly is going to be Professor Oak breaking into somebody's house, just yeah, completely what, uninvited.
0: What was that? Weird. <laughs> he's been Why been there was he even here?
2: yeah there's no explanation like did we really need professor oak to do that like couldn't anyone else have said this is a fake i don't know i guess they're all too dumb to notice it but he just let himself in uninvited and then was completely useless the rest of the time so you know how i feel about professor oak half the time and quote all right it's gonna be the other quote that that austin was talking about earlier the other ash quote because he really had some good ones i saved it for you thank you So this was at the very beginning, well, close to the beginning, where they originally come across the greenhouse, and Brock is spying, and he sees Florinda for the first time, and Ash, he's like, see that beautiful girl? And Ash comes over, and it's like, Brock, you're smoking crack, there's nobody there. Ash says, I don't see any beautiful girl, and Misty says, just turn around, you know, she's got the whole blush thing going on, and Ash says, Misty, please, only one of us can hallucinate at a time.
1: Ooh, sick burn!
2: <laughs> usually, I'm on Misty's side for these kinds of things, but I don't know. That was such a sick burn.
1: She's like ash. the opposite of Florinda here. You know,
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> that was very uncalled for, but it was a good burn regardless. Was, yeah. That was not needed, but I loved it.
2: I don't know. I I usually give Ash a hard time for for being that way to Misty, but I guess I'll have to let it pass just this once.
0: He was on fire. Ha. He's
1: making making Ash. Oh my god!
2: Can I? Oh, I do have one other quote. Can I just say it because I think it was good enough to to write down anyway, and nobody said it. Can I just say it? Do it. Yes. Okay. This is when Florinda's, you know, having her despair moment, and she's like, "I'm useless," blah blah blah. And Brock's like, "No, Florinda, I'll find you a real leaf stone." And Ash pops up from behind him, and he's like, "I wouldn't promise that if I were you." You don't have any idea where to find a leaf stone, do you, Brock? Brock says, but first, I'll track down Team Rocket and get all your money back. And and Ash goes, I don't think you have any idea how to find Team Rocket either. And Misty says, oh, don't worry. They usually find us sooner or later.
1: Good Lord. Ash was just playing the hill this episode.
2: Ash was, you know, I thought it was a little out of character for him because usually he's not one to pop up as the voice of, like, logic and reason, but he's like, Brock, you're, you're you're being a little overzealous. There's no, you don't have any idea where to find these things that you're promising. So don't go around promising things you you can't make good on. So I appreciated Ash for
0: that. It's like a character swap. Shout out to Misty as well because she knows Team Rocket's gonna show up at any damn moment. Yeah, she's got like real. meta
2: knowledge. <laughs> it's
0: like she
1: knows what's gonna happen.
2: She saw the script.
1: Yeah, it was like a character swap here with like Brock kind of promising stuff that's outrageous when ash is usually the one like oh we'll find that lost kid i'll rescue rescue your gloom from the burning building
2: yeah it's usually yeah usually brock is the one saying ash don't be silly
1: brock's not thinking with his head well or his other head hey yeah. oh stun stem so that's all i got to
0: say should that be the episode title <laughs> <laughs> oh what it would could you be. call it we could work I, don't, I don't know we'll, we'll have to work on it yeah gloom secretion
2: no
1: Hmm. Humunga. Gloom. Dunga. Gloomunga Dunga? Is that what Gloomunga you said? Gloomunga, Gloomunga dunga? dunga? I actually
2: like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. Yep. Good job, J.K. All right, that's
0: it. We got it.
2: Gloomunga Dunga. Got it.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, making some room for gloom in the title. Let's make it rain with Florinda Showers. No. Nope. Gloom- <laughs> uh, I think that. Does that wrap everything up? Anybody have any further thoughts?
2: I guess, you know what? I guess good for Florinda for getting her happily ever after at the end.
1: Do we see her again? No. Okay. No. That answers that question.
2: Is she related to Victor? They both have purple hair.
0: Ooh. Oh. <gasps> okay. 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 Let's figure this out okay. now. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Dying. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> They're both members of the Laramie family.
1: Okay. Okay. Jan took all his surfboard money and then turned into a greenhouse.
0: It's like the opposite of the ocean. And then met a woman.
2: Was Jan Victor's like long lost father?
0: They're all the children of Ash's father. Alright, next time we got
2: Oh God.
0: <laughs> oh God, what?
2: No, I'm just
0: Lights, Camera
1: just, Oh
2: God, okay.
1: You're talking about Ash's dad just spreading it everywhere?
2: Yeah, like that stuns for everywhere, yeah. Yep.
1: Giving him that gloom antidote. <laughs> I'm trying
0: so hard.
2: What's the next episode?
0: Lights, camera quaction, and go west, young meowth.
2: You have that to look forward to, listeners. Join us next week.
0: Yes. And should we
1: skip a reading this week cuz this episode's kind of long? We ran so long. Yeah. We'll uh we'll skip uh my immortal this week. A- Alex, it's your decision.
2: No, god. Don't put this on me. Oh, don't make me into the Florinda.
1: I'm not going to read the outro until Alex gives us the final verdict. God
2: damn it. How mad would you guys be if I forced you to read one chapter?
1: Should we do one chapter? One yeah, chapter. one chapter. Okay, one chapter. All right, so look forward to one chapter of My Immortal after the outro music.
0: And Alex, if you were a Florinda, you would have said, Oh, I'm so worthless. I can't even read My Immortal. Screen's oh, too small. Oh, no. Hold me, Brock. No, <laughs> wait, can't don't. I do love Potter. this is
2: right? My glasses. I can't see anything without my glasses. My glasses.
0: Where does Velma come from? Okay,
2: <laughs> I don't know. Jacob <laughs> don't said know. something about glasses. and so I just,
0: just want to be
1: involved. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, our handle is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as the journey continues. Who the randomizer selects. Ooh, ooh. Austin. You have been the chosen one.
2: Ah uh, <laughs> it's always y- you. It's so funny.
0: I'm gonna channel some of that. I hate <laughs> Florinda energy into this. There you go. Let it pour. Let it pour. Let it shower. A-N. I said stop flemen. If you do, then you're a fucking prep. Thanks to Raven for the help in stuff. You rock, and you're not a prep. Thanks for my sweat sweater. P.S. The order as on Dumbledore's swore is because he trying to be gothic. So dare. <laughs> I woke up the next day in my coffin. I walked out of it and put on some black eyeliner, black eye shraro, blood black, or blood bed lipstick and a black, really low cut leather dress that was all ripped and striped So you could see my belly. I was wearing a skull belly ring with black and red diamonds inside it. The night before Draco and I rent to the school, get it school sc- skull. Get it, Skull, because I'm gothic and I like death. Dumbledore chased Voldemort away. We flew there on our brooms. Mine was black and the broom stuff was blood red. There was lace all over it. Drago had a black MCR broom. We went back to our rooms and we had you-know-what to a Linkin Park song. Well, anyway, I went down to the Great Hall. There all the walls were painted black and the tables were black too. But you food see that there was pink pant underneath the black pant. And there were... and what the there was pink paint underneath the black paint
2: oh i see oh yep okay
0: and there were pastors of hoser bands everywhere like ashley simpson and the backstreet boys wtf i shouted going to sit next to bloody mary and willow bloody mary was wearing a black leather mini with a good charlotte t-shirt black fishnets and black pointy boots willow was wearing a long ethnic black dress a blood red writing that was all lazy and came up to your thighs and black boots and fishnets
2: your thighs my thighs your thighs okay
0: vampire draco oh no dracula and draco came we started to talk about who was sexier mikey or gerard way or billy joe armstrong the boys joined in because they were bi (laughs) those guys are so fucking hot navel was saying as suddenly a gothic old man with a black beard and everything came he was the same one who had chased away vladimir yesterday he had a normal tan skin but was wearing white foundation and he had tied his hair back Dumbledore! We all gasped. "WTF!" I shouted angrily. I thought he was just wearing that to scare Volsamort. Hello, everyone. Evolution. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Dumbledore Shut leveled
2: up, up obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello,
0: everyone. He thought, said happily. I thought that was just to scare Volsamort, but I don't know. <laughs> as you can see, I gave the room a makeover. What do you think about it? Everyone from the poser table in Gryffindor started to cheer. while well, we goths just looked at each other, all disfusted, and shook our heads. We couldn't believe what a poser he was. But BTW, you can call me Albert. He called as we left to our Albert, bosses, Albert baby. Okay. What a fucking poser, Draco shouted angrily as we we to transformation. <laughs> we were holding hands. Vampire looked really jealous. I could see him crying blood in a gothic way get it way like gerard oh, but i didn't say anything i bet he's having a midlife crisis willow shouted i was so fucking angry the end all right
2: chapter 18
0: i'm glad
1: you guys are here to, to clear up the references because i would be totally lost without him yeah i feel like i'm finally now having a childhood what <laughs> reading this it's really
0: uh you're having adolescence yeah
2: This was such a, this was such a pillar of like the mid 2000s, you know, everybody, this is a rite of passage, really.
1: This one just uh, somehow
0: avoided me. I don't know why or how. You probably had a life when you were an adolescent. You weren't on the internet all day like some of us were.